Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Welcome, beautiful spirits. Sometimes you really might want to help someone. Why is that? Is it because you see their suffering? Or maybe you see the world not getting along too well and everyone not only having a difference of opinion, but yelling at each other in person and even on social media. People not only unfriend friends and acquaintances on social media, but whole families might have trouble getting together due to differences of opinion on anything from politics to COVID to vaccines to anything else that might come up. And sometimes when we try to step in to mediate or help someone, we get trounced on, yelled at, pushed aside, or maybe we're told, don't try to fix me and to stay out of it. What do we do? Today, we'll look at why we want to help people. How do people feel when we try to help them? What's our motivation? Who can we truly help? And how can we help? Meaning, what can we offer to people? And what we can do, a healthy way of helping, including nine surefire ways to be able to help someone without actually stepping on any toes. Let's start with, why do we want to help? I mean, there's any number of reasons. We may feel sorry for someone. We may see a person or animal being mistreated. Someone may be homeless or asking for a handout. We may see someone doing something the hard way, and we want to instruct them in the right or maybe even the easier way to do something, in our own humble opinion. Maybe we don't want them to waste money or time or patience, so we want to help. We may want them to learn from our mistakes, especially if the person is someone we love, like our children a spouse, a sibling, or even a close friend. Maybe we're looking for validation that we're a nice person. Or perhaps we want people to like us and think we're really great for helping someone. Those last two things are self-confidence issues. There are so many reasons. But we may also want to help them because they aren't doing something that we consider the right or easiest way. They don't know what they're doing, and we want to set them straight. We think we know what's best for them, and we consider their choices wrong. We want them to agree with us, and we think we're right. Those are kind of intermingled, those. These latter ones, though, might appear that we're trying to fix people. We might truly feel altruistic when we are trying to help someone. They may not feel that way. You may be shocked the way someone reacts to you, and you may say to them, but I was only trying to help. Let's look at what people may feel when you try to help them so we can see things from a different perspective. Unless they specifically ask for money, they may feel like you're giving them charity and it hurts their pride. If you help them in some way, they may feel beholding to you. It's kind of an old-fashioned way of saying they owe you one. They may react poorly because honestly, they don't think they deserve your help. They may think you're acting holier than thou and and what they used to call lording it over them or patronizing them. They may believe that you think you're better than them, which can definitely rub someone the wrong way, whether you offer advice on something or correct something they think or do. 
If you're trying to help by setting them straight on something they believe, be ready for a confrontation. People no longer go by the adage, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. You may have heard that. Yeah, if you look at social media, that doesn't happen very much. If you disagree with them on anything from politics to COVID to the vaccine to masks or anything, be prepared for a backlash. They may think, stop trying to change me or fix me because they feel that you think they aren't good enough just the way they are. So you want to change them. So what's your motivation when you reach out to help someone? Really think about that for a second. Do you want to fix them because they're wrong? Do you want them to do things your way because you're right? These may sound similar, but they're a slightly different mindset. Let's just say that trying to fix someone never, I'll say it again, never works. Because it just means that we want to change someone without their permission. We think we know what's wrong, in quotes, with them, and we can tell them what they need to do to make things better. Just because it might be better for us if we took those steps, it doesn't mean it would be better for them. So realize that if you try to fix someone to help them in that way, you're going to get a lot of pushback. And they may not feel they need to change whether their life is working well or not. Or maybe they don't think they can change. When you realize you're trying to fix someone, take a breath, take a break, step back. Because honestly, even maybe that homeless person, they may have claustrophobia and they need to be outdoors. And maybe that's their way of doing it. Who knows? Realize that your idea of fixing a person or situation may not be the choice of the person you're dealing with. Maybe you don't want them to make the same mistakes that you did. Usually this is directed at your kids. And if you've been a parent for a while, you'll know that this usually doesn't work. If you've ever been a child, you probably realize this hasn't worked. The child may get sulky or rebellious or annoyed with you. And kids also can just ignore what you're saying. If they don't want to do whatever you're talking about, they'll just do it their own way anyway. So most of the time, people have to make their own mistakes, including your children, to learn their own lessons. No matter how much we try to help them and show them, I've had this experience, let me redirect you so that you don't make the same mistake. If you get the same reaction from people numerous times that you're trying to help, you can tell by that what your motivation is. Maybe people constantly snap at you or they feel belittled or patronized. Maybe it's your tone of voice that implies to them that you think they're wrong. They're wrong all the time and you need to correct them. If you aren't their teacher or their parent, well, even if you are, <laughs> they may not take it well. Not only is tone of voice really important when you're offering to help someone, but how you phrase something is equally as important. So just be aware of how you handle your offer to help. Let's move on to who can we help? Well, anyone, if it's just an act of kindness. Ourselves, if you start with yourself, I'll talk about that in a minute. Our children, our parents, our siblings, friends, family, neighbors, you name it, boss, coworkers, even strangers. An act of kindness is anything from opening a door for someone with their hands full 
Letting someone go in front of you in line if they have one or two items at a store, especially if you have a full cart. Even a good morning or a smile can be an act of kindness for someone having a bad day, even if they're feeling invisible, especially if they're feeling invisible. But occasionally, even an act of kindness will set someone off because they take it in some way you don't mean it and sort of push a button they may have. And you don't even know, of course, what the button is, but they may react in a really poor way and you'll go, oh, geez, what did I say? I've done that before. While helping can be a kindness, it's usually a little bit more than just an act of kindness. Let me talk about helping yourself before I move on to other people. You can help yourself in so many different ways. You can help yourself by doing self-care, by taking time for whatever you need. You can help yourself by being around people who care about you, choosing your friends and your family wisely. Now, you may say, well, how do I choose my family? But if you have a big family, you don't have to be around the ones that don't feed you in a good way. If they get you angry or upset, those are the ones maybe you distance yourself from, except it absolutely have to, family gatherings. And that's being kind to yourself and helping yourself out so you can be in a better place. You can help yourself by having self-love. And you can help yourself by looking at your job and seeing if you need to change it to be happier or how you need to adjust it to be happier. You can help yourself by going out and getting help when you need it in whatever form that may take. It may take paying someone like a therapist or a life coach, or it might be talking to a friend when you need help. It can be any of those things. And of course, you can help yourself by listening to any guidance you may get when you pray or meditate, or just pay attention to any answers that may come to you. With other people, what can you offer to help them? There's five that I think of offhand. Your money, of course, you can offer them. You can offer your abilities or talents, your time, your opinions or advice, and an opportunity, perhaps. I know there's more, but those are the five I'm going to cover today. So let's look at those for a minute. If you help with your money, you can offer someone on the street who's asking for it, of course, your money, because they're already asking for it. You can offer to lend it to a friend if they want or need something they can't momentarily afford. I don't do this. However, at one point, I offered money to a friend to buy a car. And she decided she wanted to have it in writing so that I would feel comfortable. Most people don't do that. But having been a paralegal for a while, I knew how to do a promissory note. So I made one up. And we went ahead and she asked me to keep track of when she paid me so that I would know when it was complete because she wasn't going to keep track. She was just going to keep paying me. She was shocked in the first place that I offered to do it since I'd known her years and I'd never offered to lend her money before. I don't even know why I did it. It just popped out of my mouth. But it felt right. And honestly, if you do offer to lend money, especially to a friend, it's really best if you think of it as a gift so that if it isn't repaid, you don't lose the friend. And that's kind of how I felt about it. I was really at peace with loaning her the money. I was okay if I didn't tell her this, of course, but I was okay if she didn't send it back to me because I knew that I was doing it from a good place. You can also offer to pay for someone's meal if you go out together. And you may have done this because 
Some people, you'll notice, will just say, oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. I'll get it next time. Or they'll just say thank you. But other people, they just can't accept the gift of a free meal. They may want to pay for the bill. They may say, oh, I'll get it. You get it next time. No, I'll get it. Or maybe they'll even say, well, let's just go Dutch, meaning you each pay for your own. You might say, no, I want a treat. I want to treat you. Or you might say, you pay next time. Or even, why don't you pay for the tip and I'll pay for the rest. I personally have been known to say, just say thank you. And if it's a close friend, I'll say, just say thank you and shut up. And they'll go, thank you. And it's like swallowing a bad pill for them. And I don't know what it is about certain people, but they are good at giving, but they can't receive well. So if that's the case, just do whatever you feels right to you, but try not to get into a fight over paying for a bill because that gets a little silly and it's really not worth it. Money can really be a touchy subject if people have pride and don't want to be what they consider a charity case. So be aware how they respond and then balance that with helping them. The second thing is your abilities or talents. What are you good at that you can offer to help? And don't say nothing. Everybody's good at something. I mean, maybe you bake well, so you offer to make items for a bake sale for a group that you're hanging out with or that your child is a part of. If they need to paint a room, a friend may be talking about painting a specific room in their house. Maybe they have a new baby or there's one room that's got really bad paint and you can offer your time to do that because you have a talent for maybe not messing up a paint job. I have a friend who does painting on the set set a theater, and she offered to come over and do a feature wall with a sponge technique I never would have done for myself. And I had another friend who was just with me because she had come in from out of state, and she actually painted my bathroom all by herself while I just sort of stood and talked because there wasn't enough room for both of us to be painting at the same time. I never asked her to do that or expected her to. I just mentioned I was going to have to get around to it, and she said, oh, I'll do it. What? So she used the paint, and she just did two coats for me. One wall, small in a bathroom, but still, my God, that was ridiculously wonderful of her to help me that way. You might cook something if someone is sick and take it over, because that can be something that is especially, it makes you feel good, or maybe if someone just passes away and, and people have that tradition of bringing food over so they don't have to cook. Maybe you're good at packing for a move. I'm excellent at that. So I've offered, I can't tell you how many people, my services, free as a friend, to help pack them up. The older I get, the less they want me to do it. I don't know why. I'm very happy to go over and help because it's fun. I get to talk to the people, see their stuff. I like to make those sorts of offers. And you'll find that if you offer your time and talents, many times they aren't taken up. But the fact that you offered to help with something that they're doing really makes a difference for that person. They really might appreciate that sort of feeling. If you love to take pictures, maybe you offer to take pictures of a new baby, or maybe someone needs headshots for something or online dating. So you take pictures for that. If you sing, maybe you volunteer to sing in a senior center as part of their entertainment, write your church in the choir, or even as a soloist. If you're great at organization, If a friend says they're going to do spring cleaning, you can help them there if they like. Look at your special talents and abilities. Like I said, you do definitely have them, whatever it may be. You might not think of them as special, 
but they may be to someone else who needs that help. The third thing is your time. To do something with your time for someone. You can offer to drive someone somewhere that doesn't drive anymore to a medical appointment, the grocery store, the bank, or wherever they need to go. Or you can visit someone who's sick. I know it takes gas and the car drive over, but it's just really your time. You might even want to pick up something for someone who's sick, run an errand for them. Whether it means it's soup or whatever they need, you might just say, hey, I know you're not feeling well. Do you have enough groceries? Let me pick some up for you. And they can give you a list and they'll even pay you most of the time. It's not like you have to do it for free, but they need it and they can't get out. Or maybe someone who's stay at home because they're, they're ill for a different reason. You can call someone you know is lonely and just keep in contact. Some people, certain relatives or people that aren't actually close friends may be that way where you don't normally stay in touch, but you know they're, maybe they don't have a lot of friends and it would be a good thing for you to stay in touch. You can spend more time with aging or sick parents. They might be alone or just miss their children. That means so much to them. So those are ideas on taking time to help people. The next category is your opinions or advice. I would say don't offer opinions or advice unless you're asked for them directly. This is usually not helping people. This is inflicting on them what you think is best for them on them, meaning they have something happening in their life and you want to fix them and tell them how they should be doing something. That's usually opinions and advice. If you absolutely feel the need to offer an opinion or advice that wasn't asked for, you can say something like, this is just my opinion, but in case it helps, or something like that. And then, please, don't take it personally if they get annoyed with you for giving your unsought-after opinion or advice. They have every right to do that. And don't be offended if they don't take your advice, even if you think it's the best thing ever. I used to be asked for advice, and I'd give it. I had one friend. She constantly asked me for advice, and she never took it for years. I finally said, look, I'm not going to give you any more advice because you never take my advice. And you know what my friend said? She said, no, I really want your advice because every time you give it to me, I weigh what you say and I think about it and I go, oh, no, I could do that. That's totally not the way I would handle it. But that gave her the understanding and the realization of what wouldn't work so that then she could come up with something that would work for her, even if it made no sense to me whatsoever. I actually had helped her by making one road kind of clear of what she didn't want to take. Also something to think about, if you give them advice on something and they take it and it doesn't work out, they may blame you for it. So that's something else to think about before offering advice, especially unsolicited advice. It also happens if you give somebody a recommendation for a dentist or something, and then the dentist is really horrible with that particular person. Even if you've been going to the dentist for 20 years, sometimes if it doesn't work out for the next person, you feel horrible because you gave that recommendation or advice. The last one I'm going to look at is helping people by offering an opportunity. If you can offer someone an opportunity to do something, make sure it doesn't come off as they aren't good enough the way they are or what they have isn't good enough. 
Uh, For example, if you offer them a job opportunity, make sure they know it's because you value them and would absolutely love if they worked for you. Because that isn't charity. That means they're feeling like, oh, they're valued. And it would make a difference if you worked for them. If you know of an opportunity and you tell that person about it, don't harp on it. Just say you know of an opportunity for this or that and then ask if they would like to know about it. Give them the choice to even hear about what the opportunity is. So if they constantly, I'm going to go back to the work thing, they constantly complain and whine about their job for whatever reason and you know of another position, you say, you know, you seem to always complain about your job. I do know of a couple of other openings that are happening. Do you want to hear about them? And if they say, oh, no, 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 then you say, okay, I just thought I'd mention it without giving them any details so that you're not pushing them to do something that they may not want to do. But if they do accept the information, don't keep asking after it. Because if you give them the information, maybe ask them once. And if they haven't followed up on it, say something like, oh, let me know if anything comes from that if you decide to pursue it. Or that's a little awkward, but say something like that, because then you just need to let it go. And if they say, oh, oh, I lost that information on that thing you were talking about. Do you know what that was again? Then you can follow up again. Give it to them and say, oh, let me know how that works out if you decide to move move on, try that. I bet you've been waiting for those nine surefire ways to help that won't offend anyone. Some of these are spiritual and some of these are flat out, go out and help people. So the first one is to pray for them, but don't tell them. You don't want to tell people I'm praying for you necessarily. That's up to you. I mean, if somebody at church, you can say that if you know they're going through a hard time. And if somebody asks for prayer, you can say, I will do. I'm, I'm praying for you. The second thing is to hold them in the light. Just see a bright healing light surrounding them, knowing that whatever help they need is coming to them. Don't specify what you think they need. Just see that bright healing light surrounding them. And the third thing is also more of a spiritual thing. So you can picture the best happening for them as directed by their highest self. But don't specify what the best is again, since honestly, you don't know what it is. You don't know what the best for them is, but their highest self does. You may just think you know what's best for them, but really it's got nothing to do with you. The fourth thing is just take a moment smile, wave, say hello to whoever that you're seeing. That might be all you need to do. If a follow-up response is needed where you can help more, then they'll mention something or they'll say, oh, hi, and they'll stop and they'll talk to you. Just be aware if they need it, then offer. The other things are things like volunteering. You can volunteer at a senior center or nursing home, and that way you can help a lot of people. You can volunteer at a charity to prevent a disease, maybe doing a a walk, run, or in the research department of something where you can just be a volunteer. You can volunteer at a shelter or a food bank. Those are things where people need help. You can volunteer to help animals in numerous ways. I know of a marine center around my place where there's numerous people that I know that have helped out, let alone like the SPCA or other animal-type shelters. And the last thing is you can also give money to your favorite charity. The other ones had nothing to do with money, but I wanted to throw that one in there because nobody usually ever says anything about 
giving money unless they say, don't give so much of it away. You just want to give what feels right. Granted, these may seem a bit removed from directly helping someone, but they definitely help. And they're not really removed. Volunteering, you are one-on-one many times. And when you're looking at the prayer work and holding a light and picturing the best, those are specifically directed at people, even though you're not putting your hand out and walking them across the street. So today, so far, we've looked at why we want to help people, how people feel when we try to help them, what our motivation is, who we can help, how we can help, and what we can do to help, including those nine surefire ways to be able to help someone without stepping on any toes. Helping someone doesn't have to cost money, but it can. You can just as easily help someone by giving of your time and your talent. There are many reasons for wanting to help someone. If you tend to get a bad response when you reach out, look at your motivation for trying to help. Your intention may impact the response that you get. But whatever you do, don't stop reaching out with kindness and a helping hand. You can make someone's day and enrich their life even with just a smile. Thank you for joining me here today. If you'd like to know more about spiritual or life or business coaching with me or Merconic's Multidimensional Energy, please check out my website at www.connecttojoy.com and follow me on Instagram at the same name, Connect to Joy. Until next week, be courageous and reach higher. Just take one step at a time on your journey, get the help you need, and get out there and find your joy. Because you deserve it. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself, because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.